I'm ready to get the fuck ASAP after this shit. No, more Vim. The fuck ASAP, ASAP. after this shit. I'm ready to get the fuck ASAP after this shit. <laughs> Hello guys and welcome to a new episode of Don't Let The Stands. You are here today with your host Eads McKenzie and Nicholas Terrell. And Shoppe. How are you doing Shoppe? I'm well. How was your holiday? It was good. Okay. And Nick, how are you doing? Yeah, all good. Tired, but as always, glad to be back. It's mm. three. You don't look tired, so that's the main thing. Yeah. Um, I guess with me, I'm good. I kind of wanted to bring something to the podcast today. Um, so as some of you know, I talk about like men's stuff. Um, and I told a few people that I'll be talking about like my experience with like getting tested for like testicular cancer. Okay. So recently I got tested for it because I found a lump whilst on holiday with my closest friend, Khalil. Um, and I was a bit worried about it. I was a bit like concerned about it for a while. I spoke to like shopping and people in the group chat about it and I was really worried about it. Um, and I think it's really important that we as men have this conversation because it allows us to kind of figure out the steps to how to get something like this checked. Um, and it might seem like a really random thing to just throw into the podcast, but obviously you listen to us and I know I care about the people who listen to this podcast. So, um, what happened was I found it and then I decided that, um, I needed to get it checked. So I called like one, 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 had a conversation with someone and then I had an appointment, went to the doctors and the doctor kind of just checked me over and said, it's nothing to worry about. But we know like with doctors, like when it comes to black people, sometimes they'll look at your body and they'll say there's nothing wrong. Mm. And then suddenly you're just dead. So like mm. I went again, decided to get checked again. Um, and this time I asked and I stressed for a hospital appointment. Um, and I went to the hospital and um, it took about a month to get an appointment. I remember because it was like on my birthday that I asked for it and I got it on um, my mom's birthday, which was yesterday. Um, and yeah, so I had that appointment. It was really straightforward. Um, they do an ultrasound, which is if you've ever, if you watch TV and a woman's pregnant or something and you've seen like a screen with an x-ray, um, that's basically what it was. And it was just, it was nothing to worry about. But I think as men, it's very important that we take the time to actually get small things checked out. Spoken to a lot of men and a lot of men are actually scared of going to the doctors because they think it's something that will either pass over or um, it's something to be scared of. And in my experience, it's better to actually get something checked than to avoid it because you're scared of what it might be, um, whether that's an STD, an STI, um, anything to do with the body, just make sure you get it double checked because it's very, very important. But I wanted to share that today because um, it's one of the things that I like to do at the beginning of the podcast. I know we're a music podcast, but like I said, care about the listeners. So yeah, I just wanted to share that. Cool. Yeah, this is great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, let's bring the energy back up. Um, we're going to start the show now. So, shop A, do your thing. So, as always, we're going to discuss what we've been listening to for the last week. Being that I was away, I actually felt like I actually got to digest music a lot better than usual. And both stuff I was already aware of and some new things. So, I'm firstly going to discuss... Hmm, where should I begin? I'm going to go with um, Rhapsody's Eve album. Um, so yes, you know, um, one of the many great female artists we have now in this current new renaissance of female rappers. Well, I wouldn't say she belongs in that since she's been out like 
four years or so. But I would say people pay, people are paying more attention to her now because we now have a renewed interest in female rap. But yeah, she, she dropped an album called Eve and um, each song is num- um, named after a famous black woman, not an original concept. Jimmy Woods did the exact same thing um, earlier this year, Legacy Legacy, but nonetheless, it's a phenomenal album. Um, and um, I don't really know what else to say, but um, yeah, it's a really good project. I, I, you guys are going to get generic reviews from me now. I just have nothing else to say. So that's that. Secondly, um, Sir's Chasing Summer. So he dropped his second studio album about two weeks ago now. And I really, 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 really fuck with this project. If you remember, I did say that even though I did love November, I did love it. I do kind of feel that... Um, um, there were songs that were stronger than others and while it never might have been too cohesive if that makes sense but um this album I, I i feel it's actually like it actually might be one of my favorites of the year like not that i was surprised because we all know so great i've loved him since his mixtapes and everything but um this album is just it's just it just feels different it just feels like he really knows who he is as an artist now he knows the direction he wants to go in now and i love that it's really got a healthy balance of like traditional vibes as well as like new school vibes and i love the features on there even if one of them is the racist twat sabrina claudio um so yeah great album from sir that's that next um steve lacy so he want my guy steve lacy he dropped his his debut solo album apollo 21 I don't know, like four months ago now. And I listened to this a lot when I was in um, San Fran. And I just kind of, every time I was walking around in the sun, so I actually will say a bit about my holiday, like a tiny little bit. Um, yeah, I just listened to a lot of artists that actually were from California. And I just kind of understand the vibe now. That like, the, And it's it kind of being there, seeing what people like there, the vibes like there, I kind of have a different appreciation from artists who are there and I can't understand why they sound the way they do. So Steve Lacey's album, and um, this is an album that grows on me more and more and more and more as I listen to it, because while I do, I do, I do like it a lot, but I was slightly disappointed, just slightly. I kind of just feel like it missed the mark a little bit compared to his EP, but um, there are like some incredible, really great songs on there and I stand by it. I think that considering he's like 20 years old, 2021, 20, like I think his, um, his scope and the depth of his artistry is like mad and I, I can't imagine what he'll be like in the next five to ten years so um that's him and then lastly i put i played this song a lot i don't know where i was but i was like i have to play this song so tj moses has a song called california vibes and i played that like pretty much non-stop for the last three or four days i was out there and then playing the rest of that mixtape and going on from that i ended up playing her album from 2015 connecting conversations so i just want to shout out tj moses and that EP and that album, and just a reminder to everyone out there that she has released music since Be Your Girl, uh, Complex Simplicity. She has a whole catalog. It's <laughs> like, I know we as a community, when you play that one song, but Teacher Moses has a host of other projects which are incredible. So definitely check out that, and that is me. That song is a classic, though. That it is, is but there are other classics out there. Yeah, but I enjoy that one the most. Uh. And check out the album, Complex Simplicity. <laughs> so wait, the album was released recently? But no, 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 no. So the mixtape California Vibes that came out in 2014. Okay. The album came out in 2015. But she's in between her first album and that there was loads of other projects. So, so yes, Be Your Girl is great. But if you are going to be ignorant, can you at least check out Complex Simplicity, her classic debut album? I'm actually going to give it a listen. because The very first album. 
Pardon? The very first album, please check out. The very first one. Please check okay, out. Okay, I'll check it out. Um, Nick, do you want to go next or should I? Can you go next, please? Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, I'll be fairly quick because I haven't really listened to a lot of music this week. Um, I can only really tell you what I didn't like because there wasn't a lot of projects that I did like. Um, so I listened to Mahalia's project, um, Love and Compose, Love and Compromise, Compromise sorry. Um, and that came out, I think it was last week Friday, was it? Yeah, last week Friday. I struggled to get into it. Um, I'm still taking it in. There's a lot that I feel like I need to get through in terms of music. There's a whole catalogue of things that people su suggest to me and um, things that I need to check out. So I'm still struggling. I'm a bit surprised I wish I Missed My Ex was on this. Um, but some of the other good songs that she's recorded on here. So I personally like Simmer featuring Burner Boy. I know Shopee doesn't like it. Um, I don't know how Nick feels towards it, actually. Do you mind it? I haven't heard it. You haven't heard Simmer? Mm -mm. Oh, okay. Um, it's it's one of those um, like popular songs that like the industry bring around where people they use Beanie Man's um what's it called? Uh so she sampled Beanie Man. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um so yeah, I'm gonna check it out properly. I haven't really given it a go properly yet. Um but feel free to listen to it with us. So D A T S P O D. Um let us know what you think of it. I'll probably give a proper review next week or something. I'm just still in my soca mood at the moment. Like I haven't given that up yet. Um next we've got Post Malone. So um, Post Malone released an album last week and I am struggling. I am really struggling. So it is called Hollywood's Bleeding and it is around, how many songs is this? 17 songs. And I'm kind of struggling with the way he's going in and out of the album with all these different genres that seem to feature on it. Um, I don't know how I feel towards it. I've been struggling. I've been really, really struggling. Um... We'll see what happens next week, but right now I'm very I'm struggling with this quite a lot. Um, but I'll give a proper review when I've actually taken it in. And lastly, I don't know if you guys know this, but I'm actually a big fan of Phil Collins. You've mentioned this before. Have I mentioned it before? Not on the show, but you've mentioned it to me. Oh yeah, I love Phil Collins. Like I love his music. Um, like obviously the most popular ones, but I do love his music. Um, what's it called? Uh, Groovy kind of love. That is my banger. I've been listening to that on repeat for about a week now. Um, but yeah, I really, really love his sound. I love his, and I think you can see his influence in a lot of people. He featured on um, Rhapsody's album, so one of his not featured. One of his songs was sampled on Rhapsody's album, um, "In the Air Tonight." I can't remember what song it was actually, but it was sampled on there. Um, but you've probably you probably heard his sound on a lot of projects. He is quite influential, and I would definitely say check out his music. Don't go for like. Don't go in with assumptions, but check out his music. He's he's an incredible artist. Um, so yeah, those are the three things I've listening I've listened to. Nick, cool. So um, similar veins to both of you guys. Um, it's been a very quiet week. I've only got one suggestion for you guys, um, and it's the Brat Spunkified. So I went back in time and listened to the nineteen ninety four debut by the Rapturous. Um, so yeah, it actually took her a long time to get signed to So So Deaf after she was in Chicago doing battle rap um, and Jermaine Dupri didn't want to take a chance on female rappers. That should be no surprise because of what he said earlier this year. But yeah, he signed her... What did um, he say earlier this year? About female rappers in terms of they all make battleground strip, strip, stripper, battle 
rap music or something like that. Stripper battle rap music. Yeah, oh, wow. and um, yeah, he received a lot of criticism. It, I don't. I think it made the show. I don't know. I don't know. We discussed it or something. Or oh, it was okay. like a big topic. But um, yeah. So anyway, he signed her after Criss Cross like pointed them in the direction of her, and then he only expected the album to go gold. It actually was the first rap female rapper album to go platinum. So she really did a lot in paving the way for that industry. So I wanted to go back and listen to it again because I listened to it as a child because my mum was a big fan. So um, I really love it. I really love her. It's like she's so lyrical, but then the battleground elements go into it as well. And you can tell at heart she's about lyricism and just being a confident rapper and um, having your flow in check. So um, the standout cut is obviously the Functified single, which um, did numbers in the States as well. And I just think that, you know, Debrat is one of the pioneers who in recent times doesn't get a lot of mentions, in my opinion, compared to like the Little Kims and the Foxy Browns who came a couple years later than her. But I just think, you know, Debrat paved the way and I wanted to put some respect on her name. So I wanted to go back and make sure I did my research and um, listen to people beyond, you know, the bigger, the Foxy Browns, et cetera, et cetera, who paved the way. So that is the only suggestion that really resonated with me this week. Um, it's been a busy week, so I haven't really had the chance to take in a lot of albums. Um, a couple of weeks ago, I reviewed Kojay Radical's album for Clash. It's out now. Um, and I really like his project as well, but that was a couple of weeks ago. So um, I haven't listened to it since it came out, but I listened to it before it came out, if that makes sense. So yeah, that's everything. Oh, so we're moving on to news, right? Yes, we are. But um, Shop is going to take over first. He's going to do a Respecting Legends tribute. So um, yeah, Shoppe, do your thing. So in um, when I got off the plane in San Francisco last week, the first thing I saw was that um, one of my favorite songwriters and producers had died, LaShawn Daniels. He died in a car crash last week at the age of 41. And I did assume that this would be discussed last week, but in true fashion, as I'm the only one that respects legends and veterans, it did not make the agenda. So I'm here to do that now. Yes, Eden. No, I'll just, <laughs> just continue. No, no, I was like, oh, so we're not discussing LaShawn Daniels. Oh, okay. That was that was my, my thoughts listening, amongst other thoughts while listening to last week's episode. So I was like, I must do my due diligence and put some respect on this wonderful man's name. So um, even so, if you're not a music nerd like me, the name may not ring a bell to you, but this man has written, produced, and arranged several songs that you will all know if you are an R&B fan like I am. So I'm just going to name some of those songs that he worked on. Then I'm also going to name some songs that are kind of like less popular or they weren't even singles. But yes, he did Brandy Monica's The Boy Is Mine, Jennifer Lopez's If You Had My Love, Desi's Child Say My Name, um, Tony Braxton's He Wasn't Man Enough, Michael Jackson, You Rock My World, Brandy's What About Us, and he actually produced, he had him alongside Rodney Jerkins and Fred Jerkins, they were like, pretty much, like so the, the Dark Child team, when you hear about Dark Child, it's not just Rodney, it's Rodney, LaShawn, and Fred Jerkins, and then aside from working on those songs, they actually did a lion's share of my favorite Brandy album, which is um, Full Moon, and various other tracks, but I'm now gonna just select a few songs which aren't, weren't as popular, but I'm sure you guys know. So he did Black's I'm Good, if you guys remember that song from the Honey soundtrack. He did Tamiya's Can't Get Enough. He did Monica's Ain't Gonna Cry No More. And he did a bunch of other other great songs. More recently, Tamar Raxon's Love and War, 
Um, Lady Gaga's telephone. But yeah, so I just want to shout out to him. Like that was re- that was news that really, really, really upset me because he really has been a part of so many of my favorite um, artists' careers, albums, songs. And he himself was a great, great singer. Like he was a beast. And I would like you to point you to the direction of Brandy's like this song. He actually sings the last verse on that song and sings background on that. And he killed it. So I was very, very, very sad. Like his very a huge loss for the R&B world. So I just want to shout out to um, LaShawn Daniels and his family. And that is what I do. You know, respecting legends. Are you done? I sure am. Okay. Any um, thoughts? Um, well, to be honest, I'm not too familiar with him, if I'm being completely honest. Um, I always try to make it apparent in the show that although I love music, I don't know the background to a lot of it. That's what Chopé and Nick are kind of key in. Um, but looking at his catalogue, he penned some very incredible songs. And um, it's a shame that someone that has touched so many lives through his own pen is is gone now. Um, and it just proves that life just is... It can go so quickly. Um, you never 41. really know where you're going to go. And you can do the most amazing things in the world, pen the most amazing songs. And at the end of the day, when you're gone, like all you're going to leave is your legacy. But at the same time, life life, life just goes. Um, and it's a shame. It's a real shame. And I hope his family are dealing with it well. Mm. Um, yeah, that's what i got to say. Yeah, I think... Um his songs will definitely be remembered um, clearly and what his his work has been. Um, and I think it's important, obviously, to shed light. So, yeah, like R.I.P. And I hope his family, like Eden and Chope said, are, yeah, healing because it is a young age. Chope just highlighted that. So, yeah, I just hope that family ultimately are fine. And then I hope the people that he's touched in the business and outside the business through his work ethic are okay as well i just hope it inspires people to get to that level of credibility um and experts uh, expertise sorry in their field so yeah he's left an incredible kind of stomping ground for people to take the baton and kind of continue hopefully they do in, in a tasteful way so um yeah rest in peace man we'll move forward to more contemporary topics um that have come up this week so we'll start in the UK. So Wiley getting a bit tired, like Nicki Minaj, I'm tired of um, coming up in our agenda, but <laughs> here we go again. So obviously the drama with culture vultures and all of his issues with the UK game right now, particularly when it comes to hip hop and grime have continued. So now Drake, well, Drake was always included in this narrative because he's spoken about him before, but um, he specified particularly he hates when Americans come over and steal from the grime scene particularly, and Drake's exactly doing that. He went on a Twitter rant um, earlier this week and kind of added the likes of Popcorn and um, even Nicki Minaj as well, who isn't an OVO affiliate right now and never was, but okay, um, and said that, the rapper signs artists to horrible deals at OVO, so this is Drake. And that he's been invested in the UK culture and stealing it for a couple of years. So this led to him asking to be interviewed and that led to a day later, um, him appearing on the One Extra Breakfast show with Dottie. So on the show, some quotables, which were taken from Hot New Hip Hop, 
are that artists stay away from culture vultures, stay away from the pagans, and stay away from people who wait until you're blown to come and stand next to you and collect money. They just turned up when everything was easy. Drake is a pagan. Listen to this. I tried to apologize to his brother, you know, because I felt bad. But you know what? I ain't taking it back. No apology. He's the worst, I swear to God. Um... He said that Drake thinks he is some sort of savior when it comes to the UK hip hop and grime scene and that he's had enough of his antics. Um, this comes as Top Boy premieres, which Drake obviously has a huge um, stake in at this point in time. Um, and obviously um, Wiley, who we've covered before, is mad at Ed Sheeran over um, previous collaborations and over what he's doing right now. Um, with collaborating with the likes of Stormzy. So Wiley is being relentless now. He doesn't care what people are saying and he's just going for blood at this point. So um, what do you guys think if you listen to the full Scotty, um, Dotty, what the hell, um, mm. Dotty interview with One Extra Breakfast Show um, and what do you think if you haven't but just saw the overview of everything as I just covered? Um, I've only seen the overview. I haven't heard the interview or anything. Um, okay, but from the essence of like, Drake's a culture vulture, bad OVO deals. Ed Sheeran's another culture vulture. Um, Drake's only invested when it was easy. So now, and the Top Boy fiasco and stuff like that, what do you think? Um, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I feel like Drake has helped a lot of UK rappers um, and elevate their sound. Um, we can use Dave as an example. Elevated their sound elevated or their, their sound. When I say elevate their sound, I mean make their voice. So he's helped their voice travel around oh, the so world. Oh, so their status. Okay. okay. We meant their sound. No, no, not, not as in... Yeah. Oh, I know what you mean. Elevate it. I, you know, I know what you mean. I know so, what you so mean. yeah, as in elevate... I respect the, Dave. But, okay. <laughs> so the point I don't I'm think Drake's added anything sonically, but we can, we can get into it. But he has because on one... What I'm, okay, let me rephrase what I'm trying to say. So I feel like Drake has helped these UK rappers and their sound around the world, yeah. at least travel around yeah, the world. Yes. Um, and I feel like um, you can use Dave as an example. So um, when Dave made Wanna Know and Drake jump on, jumped on that, that actually did quite well around the world. And people actually started to tune into Drake from say Toronto or America or um, other countries. Um, Drake's done the same thing with his tour when he came to the UK. He brought on UK rappers. He brought on, I think, Section Boys, um, AJ Tracy, Dave, Jay Huss, um, um, and all these types of things. I think okay. I think it'd be very unfair to say that Drake has um, just stolen from the scene um, completely. I, I do feel like he has helped people and elevated some people's careers. Mm. Um, I get the culture vulture comments. I do get it because. Um, Sometimes Drake does come across quite inauthentic. Um, but I think people forget sometimes that um, Canadian culture and um, UK culture is very similar in terms of the influences because they both come from the UK and uh, from Jamaica, sorry. Mm. Um, so it is quite hard to dif differentiate. People say he tries to speak like he's from the UK. I get that um, and I understand that. But there's some colloquialisms and some um, words that we use in the UK that they also use in Toronto because, mm. again, it comes from... Um, Jamaica. Mm. Um, so I get what Wiley's saying. I understand where Wiley's coming from, but I just don't understand the approach to it. Um, I feel like Wiley is very good at bringing attention to himself. Um, I know he has a podcast coming out soon. Oh, does he? <laughs> yeah, he has a podcast. Funny. Oh, it's going to be great. I'm going to yeah. love it. I'm going to love every single episode. Can Giggas get one too? I want Giggas to have a podcast. <laughs> Loads of sound bites. <laughs> 
Um, so yeah, four gigs so. can be a guest on the Wiley. Like, <laughs> it needs to happen. It needs to happen. So, yeah, is it like in, with a platform or something? I have no idea. Um, I think it's a rumor, but um, yeah, Wiley's supposed to have a, a podcast or something coming out soon. Excellent. He's also got his album coming out very shortly. Um, he released yeah. the vocals for Nicki Minaj's verse um, on Instagram, and um, one of the issues he has with Drake, I think you said it in the in the, um, in the article that you yeah. read, is obviously Popcorn's lyrics. Yes. Um, so Popcorn um, is obviously signed to OVO. Yeah. And um, Wiley has an issue because OVO are saying they can't release Popcorn's lyrics because he hasn't submitted some music for his own album. Um, and um, huh? Wait. Okay. So Popcorn can't release the lyrics, or OVO can't release Popcorn's lyrics because he hasn't finished his album completion. Yeah. Stuff. It was in the article. Okay. No, yeah. as in like that makes no sense though. Like. In terms of a like business, I get it. Like obviously, no, 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 no. it's like in your deal. Does it specify that you can't release vocals for features? If you, I'm assuming so. Yeah, if you can't do it, I'm assuming so. Um, and that's what it said in the article when I read it. So that, no, 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 that's fine that you said it. It's just it, the actual principle of what. It is. I guess the question is if we actually believe what Wiley is saying because it. I believe be. it. I believe it. I but believe I just it. believe the business side of what Drake's team or camp is saying doesn't make any sense. You don't put that nuanced the thing mm. in a contract in that kind of way. It happened but with Jojo though. It's interesting. Yeah. It's interesting. So I get in like, a correct contract anyway. I, yeah. I just think Wiley's approach to the situation could be slightly better, but at the same time I get the idea that he wants to make it public so he doesn't do things behind the scenes. Cause then if he did it behind the scenes, people would be like, people would be like, oh Wiley's fake and all these types of things. Um so I get it, but I just I don't like the energy personally. Um and I feel like I understand the whole culture vulture comments. I'm kind of understanding it towards Ed Sheeran. There was an article that I read about that, um, mm. but I can't remember it off the top of my head. I think Nathaniel. Nathaniel was clear. Yeah, Nathaniel um, from Swimdem. He's the one who tweeted it. Um, but yeah, I can't remember the whole article. But there is some question about culture vulture. What culture was Nathaniel's vultures. point? Pardon me. What was Nathaniel's point? It wasn't a point. He tweeted an article um, which spoke about some things to do with Ed Sheeran. If you, whilst you guys are speaking, I'll it's find on, it. Isn't it on? Didn't you retweet it? Like yeah. On our account. Yeah. So, so it's on our account. Um, but yeah, you guys say your thoughts and I'll find the article and kind of summarize it. Um, so Shopee, any thoughts? I don't apart care. From, you don't care. Okay, cool. Um, I think that pretty similar to Eden's point, um, except for the speaking, like he's from lo certain areas of London, should I say? Um, I think, yeah, while we have similar, um, slang in the UK and all parts of the UK, London specifically in Toronto, I would say that Drake does when he gets here sometimes try to embody this south london i want to yep. say black south yep. london black hip-hop and grime south london i just don't want to stereotype um culture um and caricature almost because while we have similar language um slang terms i don't see torontorians acting like how we act in terms of there's there's still differences um and there's still the yeah, complete differences which distinguish us so we may use the same um lexicon in some places but i don't think it's uh, yeah drake definitely embodies some kind of london south london aesthetic um like he's a part of the culture but um yeah he definitely has the drake effect is intact he's recently uplifted summer walker's profile um Anyone that he jumps on a song with really gets a bit of visibility and a bit more attention. Backer, he did it before he signed him to OVO. Um, yeah, there's been a lot of um, Ram Riddles 
back in the day he um did sweeter man so he did the remix to one of um, my songs. i love that song and actually that's why i'm going to call him a culture vulture because he actually took that whole sound of ram riddles in my opinion people, real people know ram riddles came with the sound first and then jake came with it later and um he made his whole views sound that whole kind of aesthetic um and yeah, although Caribbean culture is rife in Toronto, I believe it 100%. I think there's a very timely um, marker to which Drake kind of took it upon himself to launch that offensive. And I think it, I wouldn't be surprised if his next album has, which is rumored to be later this year, um, has some Latin American influences because that's been his latest pivot. Um, so, yeah, I think Drake definitely while boosting profiles and gaining more money in people's pockets over here there's definitely um and he's been a fan for ages you know i've seen obviously um what's that tim westwood i've definitely seen old interviews with drake before he kind of started helping the scene or whatever um show love to the uk and he was like spitting those real talks about songs that he's listened to and all that kind of stuff but i definitely think there's an invested nuance here and i've said it on the show before where he wants to kind of be the face of that as well so you can help while still being the face there can be two sides to the coin um, and i very much think that's what's happening with drake so you know continue drake do your top boy stuff do whatever you're doing um you know you're obviously putting money in people's pockets which is great but at the same time the visibility of everything is just it's interesting, isn't it? It's interesting. And obviously, Wiley doesn't want to play the whole PR, professionalism game and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, it's entertaining and stuff. But at the same time, it's similar to kind of a lot of acts that do this in terms of people won't take you seriously because of how you convey your opinions. But that's absolutely fine. You know, I'm, I'm not going to say you need to put a suit on and do an IG video in like the posh as a posh English to kind of get your point across be be you authentically if you're angry you're angry um and I like that he's not being silenced I really like it actually because the game would love to see a Wiley just fade into the shadows and be remembered only as a person who's just re who released music back in the heyday and a couple of years ago and you know just one of Grimes old OGs who keeps quiet now and respects Drake and bows down. So I'm happy. I'm happy his opinion's out there. Um, and I'm yet to check the Dotty interview out in full. I do want to check that out. It's going to be a great laugh as well as great knowledge, I think, in places because he does spit some facts elsewhere. So yeah, that's my opinion. Have you found the article? Yeah, I was kind of just breezing through it quickly and I'm not really sure on the stance, but um, it's basically by the BBC. So it's BBC News and it's Wiley's interview with... Um, Dotty, but there's also um, a few other sources that they've pulled from. Cool. And I guess from reading it, it looks like Wiley's main issue with like Ed Sheeran and Drake is that when it comes to, um, and I don't agree with this, um, and I'll explain why. Uh, he's saying that when it comes to featuring on, oh, I, I don't really understand his, wait, let me read what exactly what he said. Uh, when Ed Sheeran wants to do something, that's okay. No, sorry. When Ed Sheeran wants to do something, that's okay. But when we want to do something with Ed, we can't. So he's basically saying that um, Ed Sheeran dictates when the music gets made, essentially. Um, and people can't really have the conversation when, say, they want a feature from Ed Sheeran or um, they want to collaborate with Ed Sheeran. But in, I don't know if I have enough of a scope to understand that because... In, from watching Ed Sheeran in the grime scene and, well, not in the grime scene, but participate in the grime scene. So on his come up. On his come up. Yeah. Um, 
I've always seen him collaborate with other artists. Um, but do you think there's scope for that to have changed? Recently. When he got into, though, like even as far as like three, four years ago, like in terms of like when he reached a peak um, and the momentum changed, do you think that could be, there's a possibility that he potentially said, you know, like, or just blocks himself off when he's like working in his, and it's kind of like his choice if he wants to collaborate. And also what artists. Yeah, no, so I was about to say, I was about to say, because it really depends because he did collaborate with Stormzy on, um, what was that song that they play every single, everywhere, like everywhere. Um, The one that Stormzy remixed, um, the really popular one, The Shape of You. Um, So he he remixed Stormzy with Stormzy on that. Yeah. But I get what, Wiley is saying maybe he's saying the grime artist on the ground mm. so um the up-and-coming grime artists or stuff like that yeah um so i get the idea that he's saying that ed sheeran kind of controls the relationship that he has with the grime scene and who he has the relationship with yeah because Stormzy's on so yeah, yeah, yeah. he was on back then as yeah. well so. and that would benefit ed sheeran's career as yeah, well if we're being completely honest so maybe it's not as far-fetched as i originally assumed um i'll have to do more research to be honest i won't just make a Straight comment from. I don't think article. it's far fetched, but it's not. It's not in my opinion. He's. I still think Drake's a bigger culture vulture than Ed Sheeran. Okay, so you're both of the opinion that Drake's a culture vulture. Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. Um, yeah, I'll say culture vulture, but I'm not gonna then. I'm not gonna then dis di- like. I'm not gonna then not acknowledge his. The benefits he's given to some of the art, monetary wise, but in terms of, the. My favorite word, the optics. Hmm. He loves. He definitely wants to be the center of that movement and be known as the center of that movement. That's my point. He's not doing it from a purely, I'm gonna push the boat out and let y'all just control this. He's doing it from a, I'm here. I'm well, Drake. What would that look I'm like to here. you? In terms of, I just think he's just so like in terms of the announcements, in terms of all of this, like he could have just been even like, doing top boy, even the image thing. He could have just did. been quoted as like someone who funded it, and then in the background, but like he's just made it this big old little thing where his pictures everywhere and all this kind of thing. It's just the whole like front of scene, back of scene. You literally could have done it in a way you didn't have to be benefited. People feed things to PR teams to release. So he clearly fed it to PR teams to then release or his team did, whatever. But it's about that. Like people can step in the background. Like for example, there's our own show that Michael B. Jordan executive produces. He doesn't really shout out about that. It might have got pulled in a couple articles when people saw it and found out what it was about. But he's just quietly in the background, you know, executive producing here, executive producing that. Even Kevin Hart has had his, and you know my thoughts on Kevin Hart, he has had his hands in some projects before. And it's been... And Steve Harvey. Yeah, and Steve Harvey. You know, all these people in the background. And, you know, Steve Harvey sometimes chooses when he wants to be the front and back of house. It's just about Drake always wanted to be front of house. That's the thing that mm. I have a problem with. And that's the thing that... it That's intentional. Mm. That's the thing that's mm. intentional. But the thing is, you know, he's putting money in people's pockets. I'll never not acknowledge that. Dave's doing well out here. You know, Kano. There's been so many people that have benefited from Drake coming over here regularly and putting people on his show. Fredo just released an album campaign and then got put on the Drake, a Drake pop-up show um, up north as well. I think it was Manchester earlier this year. That helped album sales clearly. H probably will get something from Drake soon. You know, <laughs> there's a lot of people that are about to benefit from I don't know why that the, was funny. the influence of Drake. Well, people who know know why it was funny, to be honest. If they know me, they know why it was funny. But yeah, there's a lot of people who oh, will benefit dear. from Drake, you know, mm. I'm in the UK game and a lot of people who Skepta, you know, career revival, some would say, you know, um, internationally um, more so. But, you know, do something with Little Sims. Well, Top Boy, but like, you know, put Little Sims name. Yeah, yeah. Drake, if anyone. But um, 
Yeah, honestly, it's fine. It's a double-edged coin. That's exactly what it is. It's a double-edged coin. People are getting money, and I'm really happy that the scene's got revenue and more. They did not that like it didn't have revenue, but more revenue. Netflix might do more opportunities now and give more people a chance. You know, um, the likes of Femi or Ian, who did um, the Intent Two, maybe they'll develop something with him. Um, yeah, people might benefit off the back of this Top Boy thing. But Drake. We, I see you. I peep you. People don't want to acknowledge it, but I, I peep the dark side of what you're doing as well. I think many people are acknowledging yeah. it. You can go on. Tw- a lot of people are talking about. But some, it on no. But the thing is, a lot of people on Twitter will acknowledge it, but then the people in the industry love to just stay silent. And I know because obviously it's their careers on the line and some things like that. But it's just it's so annoying how people just break. Like you don't need to jump in Instagram comments every time you post a picture to try and get an opportunity. It just looks so corny, and it just fits that whole dynamic. Although Drake's not American of. Oh my God, we need you. Like, why don't just empower yourself? Like, use what Drake's given you and just be like, nah, okay, we're going to stand strong now and do our own thing. Like, you don't always need to beg in Instagram comments. It looks so embarrassing. Like, so embarrassing when I see those Instagram comments. We've commented on it before. It's just, like, stop fueling Drake's ego to then think he's like, because part of them are fueling that and making him think, you know Drake's a cocky ass nigga. Like he probably in his head he's just like, okay, like yeah, like these niggas and my comments, you know, who am I gonna book tonight? Like all this <laughs> kind of stuff. Like guys, OVO, who should I book tonight? It just fuels that whole shit. But do you know what? I'll never not acknowledge the time we're in right now. It's a great time seeing the Top Boy billboards I, at Carnival. I was like, oh my god, this is great. Like, you know, they finally there's like a new season and people have wanted that for ages and so it's good and it's very, I've very heard good really, I've heard it's more developed I never even I've saw the original show it's really really good yeah I've heard it daps into a lot of different issues so I'll definitely give it a watch because I watched the original but do you know who else comments on this like collaboration with like US artists Stormzy um, oh in his new song in it? his new yeah, song yeah, Sounds of the Skang he says yeah. um, you guys bred Americans too much um, mm. which is fairly interesting because um, I think it's he had a feature true. of Kalani and um he's got oh, the, oh yeah on the album right yeah but i don't think he actually breds anyone that's the only thing no i feel like Stormzy is in his own lane um People so maybe some maybe some other artists need to kind of beg like us artists but i don't feel like Stormzy has to no not um, anymore no he's gone clear he, um yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> if you did and if you did do something with american nights it probably would just be because maybe that person was just the best fit for the song mm. and mm. even then and this is no shade to kalani i love kalani if he wanted a bigger artist he would have chosen kalani kalani's not massive she is fairly big, though. According to what? In terms of recognition and in terms of people that collaborate with her. Yeah, but... Mm. And in we, terms of the new R&B girls. Yes, I agree with that. Even like, though I, she's not new, new, but you know... The I, I, I agree with what you're saying. And like, I want to stress out before Kalani comes to me. Kalani fans, I love Kalani. I'm a massive Kalani yeah, fan. Yeah, you've said that before. I love Kalani. Yeah. But she's not like a crossover household name like that. That's what I mean. With the whole... UK artists begging Drake in Instagram comments thing. That is very true, but it's bigger than Drake. There is definitely, an, not I wouldn't say necessarily an issue, but there is definitely something to be said and discussed about the pedestal we as, not even just the UK, the world puts on America and American artists, but that it, it does make some sense. America is the most powerful country in the world and by as a byproduct, America's music industry is the most powerful music industry in the world but it's not just a uk thing it's actually mm. across the world and um yeah that's what i want to say but it's, it's bigger than drake like mm. if for example 
Beyonce was doing the exact same thing. That's never would happen. But they'd all be in her comments too, like, ooh, ooh. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, before Drake, there was Diddy and Kanye. So, like, they, they used to come over and do stuff. Like, you know. No, I mean? but even Kanye didn't really like. No, but when Kanye came over, the react. But it wasn't the same. No, people were like, oh my God. They were like articles. People were like, oh my God, like Kanye, the Brittle. Like people were just going a bit crazy. Like that was a couple of, they were like, oh my God, it's finally going to change. Like all this kind of, so it fits your narrative of like when they, yeah, it's, it's, mad. it's mad. It's mad. It's mad. And also Kanye's not like an Instagram person like that as much. Mm -mm. Do you know what I mean? But like, yeah, there was definitely this one extra, all these platforms going crazy. It was, just, it was a bit mental when that Brit Award performance happened, but. That was a great performance though. It was, it was epic. That was they a wonderful People were dropping their wine, scared of their life like after that. And they were like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Man, we're hoodies, what's good? Like all this, that, yeah, there was a lot of, there was a lot of, White women. <laughs> yeah. okay. Anyway, um, I oh. wish they zoomed in like they do all the American awards. That was all oh, the reactions. Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> woo. But Adele was enjoying. She probably would have loved that. Oh, but, um, Adele. Adele would have been like, yes, like all this guy's up. Can anyway. I ask? Can I ask a question about Adele? Okay. Has anyone seen the video where Adele is rapping along to Nicki Minaj? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Do you guys feel like like does anyone feel a type of way about that? She. It's part of the show. What show was it? That James Corden karaoke thing. Yeah. Oh, I thought car. it was just she randomly. Oh, okay, she, okay, okay. like Adele likes rap music. Adele likes like, Adele, rap music. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's okay. So I think there's a thing where people might think she's doing caricature mm. or that. But like Adele is like, and I hate. I'm not using stereotypes. She's from Tottenham. This. She's the streets. Okay. No, I wouldn't go that far. No, is it like not she's the from streets, Tottenham. but like she knows the streets. So she, she like, she's from Tottenham. No, is it has visibility of the street, like people's street, like that as you said, Tottenham being raised around that or seeing that, even if she's not in it, she's been like visible to it. So it's kind of like, she would have had visibility to it's not fake. music and stuff like that. It's authentic, it's part of her childhood. Not as in she grew up on the block where it was made, like clearly not, but like it was a part of going to school on the school bus probably. It was a part yeah. of her school dances. Okay. It was a part of her friends. She may have some friends who- She clearly, yeah, she might have had some friends who did rap or two, you like know, we, stuff like we, that. I'm sure we all have, friends and ex-friends which were doing su suspect things not even suspect things just Hold rapping on, like, just coming up rap it doesn't have to be drunk <laughs> but like no, just what? friends who were like into rapping into stuff like that i think adele genuinely it's was. not they, fake with yeah her. it's not fake like, oh, okay All yeah right. she genuinely was a fan of rap music. and if you listen to her music she not her music her interviews she's from like 2008 she like Shouts definitely out a knows. lot of UK artists. Yeah. Oh, okay. She, def she definitely. I know. Actually, I think it's weird because obviously, because Adele is like this obviously gigantic, gargantuan superstar now, but like, she is a you know a girl from London. And Almost. the image, the image of her as well, like the pure. Exactly image the image like of her as like this little because she sings like all these yeah. ballads and stuff, but you know, separate the artist from. Soon as the she person. opens her mouth, it's different. Exa Thank you. Okay. Thank you. This is, the, anyway. this is the woman swearing at the Brit Awards. <laughs> <In India? laughs> Who remembers that? Like, oh my gosh. Yeah, that they people were clutching at their pearls too. What did she say? Too. I can't remember. But even, she swore. Even at the Grammys, I thought she did the same thing. Yeah. She's like, what is this? going to fucking win a Grammy. <laughs> yeah. I can't fucking, I can't believe, fucking believe it. it. Yeah, like, do you know what? Adele is just cool, man. She's like, Adele cool. Was... Like, I'd, have a, I'd have a drink with her. Yes. You know? <laughs> have a little chat. Chin wag. Accent, you know? 
What's good, Adele? I would, I would say this. I want to smoke with Rihanna, drink with Adele. <laughs> I just think it would, I just think it would be amazing. <laughs> oh, I love Rihanna's interviews, man. Oh, her diamond ball looked great this week. Mm. Oh, forgot mm. what happened. Oh, there was no pictures of that, thank God. But yeah, anyway, the um, Sean King thing. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. okay, okay. okay. Seen his bio right now. Oh, really? Seventy-five reporters did this exclusive thing on my budget. So, da 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 da. Okay. But um, yeah, we'll move on. We'll move on. Um, so yeah, obviously it was the anniversary of Matt Miller's death in the last couple of days, which unfortunately, which is crazy. I can't believe that was a year ago. I, I know, right? It's That's mad. crazy. It's but mad. to be fair, it does line up with our episode since it's a year anniversary. Shit. Because we did talk about it when it happened. We did. I think that's what episode one was, actually. Yeah, it was. Probably. Yeah, yeah it, must it was. Been, yeah. It was. I remember that. Um, oh, God. Yeah, that's mad. Um, RIP again. Um, but yes, developments in, obviously, the case um, in connection to Matt Miller's death. So, actually, James Pettit has been um, charged. Did you say James Pettit? Oh, Cameron James Pettit, sorry. In connection with the death of the rapper and producer, Mac Miller. So, um, exactly, this is really weird circumstances. Exactly one year after, on the death of, on September 7th of 2008. Um, so, yeah, he died of an accidental overdose, um, which involved the likes of cocaine, alcohol, and fentanyl. Um so on Wednesday, Pettit was actually arrested in Hollywood Hills and charged for allegedly supplying Miller with fake oxycodone pills that contained fentanyl, as well as allegedly giving him cocaine and Xanax. That was two days before he actually died. So um, <laughs> prosecutors did call Pettit's arrest part of a larger struggle with opioid abuse. Um, or opioid, sorry. Um, fentanyl disguised as a genuine pharmaceutical is a killer. Nick Hanna, the um, US attorney, said in a press release, and drugs laced with cheap and potent fentanyl are increasingly common. We owe it to victims and their families to aggressively target the drug dealers that cause these overdose deaths. So the indictment includes one count of distribution of a controlled substance, and if convicted, Pettit will face a sentence of up to 20 years in federal prison so the indictment also says that pettit and others supplied miller with drugs shortly before his death however this indictment only includes pettit so that other people aren't yet included in this case um so yeah what do you guys think of this evolving situation and the likelihood of pettit facing 20 years um prison? i don't really have an opinion i mean i guess it's a good thing like you know someone's being brought to justice and i didn't know the details about like the the drugs mac took being laced with other things drugs, yeah. but this is something my brother always tells me about is like when you when buying drugs like being especially for those out there who do recreational drug use like not judging but you know you have to be careful like you don't know what you're like you don't know what people are putting in these drugs you have no idea like you can order one thing but yeah the dealer or whoever supplies it can have other stuff in it even watching power like they took discussions on power <laughs> like oh shout out to power um people can put anything in these in cocaine or weed or xanax or md mdma like ecstasy like you have no idea so like obviously i feel like you know mac could, could have died regardless because obviously these are still lethal drugs but the fact mm. that obviously it was drugs that were laced with other things that caused the death is obviously it makes it more sad more harrowing more unfortunate 
but yeah, I, that's why I say I said just be careful, guys. My recreational drug use is out there. <laughs> you know, I didn't stop, but you know, if you are, you know, be careful. That's yeah. all I can say, really. And just um, rest in peace to him. And it actually is, it's just weird because I actually, and this wasn't by plan. Once again, when I was in California, I was listening to a lot of um, The Divine Feminine. That was my favorite album from him. Um, and I, and it was when it came out, they were like, oh shit, I've been listening to you this week. I, I got, I listened to a lot of great California-esque music when I was out there. So shout out to Mac, great artist, great rapper, always and forever. Um, I don't really have an opinion on this, to be honest. Um, I feel like, yeah, the guy should have gone to prison. Um, he did kill someone through distributing drugs. Guy lives in Hollywood as well, so it's not like a situation. Well, actually, I don't know his story. I don't know anything about this man. I don't know his life or anything. Um, so if he did cause Mac Miller to die through overdosing and he sold him fake drugs, then yeah, he should go to prison. Um, if you sell anything fake, it doesn't matter if it's drugs or anything, um, you usually have to go to prison or you usually have to suffer the consequences of it. So yeah, he has to go to prison. I don't get the whole thing. If he goes to prison, he'll die thing. Um, I don't think it's the same situation. Like say Nipsey Hussle's killer who went to prison is definitely gonna have a rough time in there. Mm. Um, I don't think it'll be the same thing. Personally, I don't know if people in jail are really fucking with Mac Miller like that or um, any situations like that. But I do know American prisons are they're mad in general. There's there's something else. Like American prisons are boy. Um, but yeah, obviously R.I.P. to Mac Miller. Um, he's still missed. I'm gonna say I didn't like his last album. Um I'm I think it's good to be honest and say when you don't like things, no matter when the person's passed. Yeah, that's absolutely um because I feel like a lot of people are lying um when they say, Oh, I loved his last project, but it's because he's passed. Um I don't feel like it was a good project personally. Um but yeah, R.I.P. to him. He did make good albums though. Um Good Evening. Um is it Good Evening? No, sorry. Good evening is the song that I like. That was on uh, ah, what's it called? I can't remember the project, but it was a mixtape, I think. Um, Good evening is one of my favorite songs by Mac Miller. Check it out, and you can. It's actually at the end of episode one. That's how I remembered that we we spoke about him on episode one. If you go right to the end, we have a sound clip of that song. Yeah. Um. So listen to that, and then listen to the rest of the song. Um. But R.I.P. Mac Miller. Rest in peace. Yeah, just to echo sentiments by um, both Shoppe and Eden. Oh, by the way, it was from Kids. Yes. Yeah. Yes, just Kids. Wanna... Kicking kicking incredibly dope shit. That's yeah. what it's called. Yeah, 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 yeah I remember yeah. that. So one of his older tracks in 2010. So, um, yeah, I just wanted to say, yeah, again, RIP to Matt Miller. It's been over a year at this point. Um, really sad situation, really sad state of affairs because I watched the interview couple weeks before he died and it just looked like he was in a really positive space recording um and just with his friends with the homies like the likes of um yg etc and just really coming back to himself so it's unfortunate that he relapsed um i know he was struggling throughout his whole life with that kind of um those drugs so yeah it's really unfortunate guys and just as shoppe said do be careful because drugs that aren't the, in the, its purest form anyway are laced usually. So yeah, just be careful. Um, be careful out there. So let's move on into um, another topic that involves the law. So um, Takashi 6 9 um, that feels like a far cry away from when I last called his name on this podcast because, um, yeah, he took over last year. He was just everywhere, wasn't he? So... Um, Yes, the so-called snitch. 
is in a bit of trouble right now. So he's about to um, start trial um, and his family have decided to skip the trial. So he's going to testify against his two remaining co-defendants in the racketeering case that hit the ways last autumn winter. So it's almost been a year, crazy. Um, so the Brooklyn rapper will take the stand in front of those who are involved in the case, but his family will not be present due to the health and safety concerns. So um, 6 9 has personally expressed his concerns for his family's safety um, and beefed up on the security for them as part of his cooperation agreement. So he's agreed to obviously testify against the two defendants. Um, the Gummo rapper has admitted to years of domestic violence and prosecutors have already detailed what his testimony is supposed to sound like. So Takashi will implicate Anthony Harv Ellison and um, Aljamaya Nuke Mack and is expected to name the members of the Nine Trey Bloods who was plotting on harming or killing fellow Brooklyn rapper Casanova. Um, so his immediate family will not be in attendance. The fear because of him snitching and that violates gang code, if you know um, the kind of principles and protocols with gangs such as the Bloods and the Crips. You're not meant to snitch, and if you do snitch, then all lines are blurred, and they will disrespect that respectful code they have in place to go after your family, friends, etc. So, um, the family are specifically worried about, as I just mentioned, the Nine Trey Blood members, um, and it's specified when six Nine rats on the gang members, his family is bracing harassment already and violent claims. So, in exchange for his cooperation. Takashi will receive a reduced sentence and his sentencing date is set for January 24th, 2020. So in the new decade. And um, the official dates will then be determined after the trial. So what are you guys' thoughts on this whole case? If anything, to be honest, um, about Takashi 6. Um, so I feel like with Takashi, like we all know he's a clown really. Um, and, and looks like one. So we all know that Takashi. <laughs> so Takashi's a clown. Um, and I feel like a lot of the things that are happening to him right now are a result of him being a clown, of him, all this karma that has kind of built up throughout his career, of him ignoring loads of things where he was culturally insensitive, where he, um, there's just so many things that was that he did that were just wrong. Um like always, I'm going to take a positive swing. I like hope that he turns his life around. I hope when he comes out, things work out for him. Um, but at the end of the day, this is what's happening. He has to accept it. This is the result of his actions. Um, yeah, that's it. Chopper? I mean, I mean, generally, I don't really care about this, but I will just say I, I don't know if I can say that his life is going to be okay when he gets out just because know the interference with the gangs you've embroiled yourself with it just kind of sounds like you're kind of fucked either way <laughs> like, what i do hope i hope his family are safe yeah I do I, does he have a, a child i believe he has a door i don't know if so i think he has a child and i really i really hope and pray that his child his parents his family because they don't deserve any of this it's not their fault that their son their father their child cousin um was an was an idiot um so that's my thoughts <laughs> on that all relations yeah he has a cute little daughter so he doesn't have a daughter yeah i thought so that, and that's what i'm saying like she doesn't deserve that like she didn't know anything but um yeah like i said you know i wish him the best 
um, as I always say, yeah, I wish him the best. And um, I really hope and pray his family can find some safety. That's that's my main... Not really a concern, but that's just all I can really say about mm. this. I've, I don't care about this person. Yeah, I would just say that you could have avoided the situation. Um, there's many pictures that have surfaced when you were involved in school, you know? I mean, just out of the rap game and out of the gang game, which you use as part of your whole aesthetic, your whole come up, you did not have to choose this life, whereas the life chooses some of these people um, because of systemic circumstances. So um, it's very funny that you just jumped into the scene, jumped into the gang, begged to be affiliated with the Bloods, um, and then now got yourself into this mess, couldn't handle the smoke, so now you are... And they get um, smoked. Now you are basically cooperating with the police to... Um, obviously route out some of these people. So I'm not going to take a stance on the gang thing and all that kind of stuff. But what I'm going to take a stance of is that you had a choice. You had multiple choices. 50 Cent told you. Um, Fabulous told you. Um, many people in music told you who were about that life. You know what I mean? Many people told you. Many people told you. 50 Cent who was shot in the mouth nine times told you to step away. And you didn't. So can I feel sorry for you? I really don't. I can't, you know, I can't feel sorry for you. I can feel sorry for your family. Completely innocent people for the most part. And uh, don't deserve this at all. The harassment, the following, all of that. So, yeah, stay away from the court because that place might get lit up, you know. Um, and I'd say move out of New York. Sad to say, like, you need to move ASAP or get your family out of there because it's not safe for them because of drama you caused. And I hope you feel that guilt for the rest of your life because you did this, your daughter's gonna get smoke because of that, in terms of not smoke in terms of like gun stuff, but smoke in terms of harassment because of that. Um, anything that happens to your family is your fault. You know, you're a man now. So own it like a man. Um, get your family out of New York ASAP and um, you yourself need to just Except that you could die at any point in time from anyone, you know. Don't trust anyone. Even the police might, you know. So there's, the, you know, you, you, I don't know how you sleep at night if you do. So Ooh, um, I'm not wishing that on you, but I'm just saying that's the, that is how deep we've got from a choice that you, choices, multiple choices that you had the opportunity to evade. You could have just had the aesthetic as that. You know, Rick Ross is very much a make-believe character. You could have been a make-believe character as well. You know, your colorful hair is enough. The face tattoos were enough. People, you know, made you viral for like the stupid songs. You could have just lived off of that, but no. You wanted to come after Chief Keef and we respect Chief Keef. We'll never respect you over Chief Keef, so stop. Um, Chief Keith, you tried to come for other people. Casanova now. What's this? Like, res not respecting people who have been in the game for years before you, and you're just doing it for clout points. You know, what is going on? So clout points now have your family at risk of death and you very much at risk of death. I don't know if you'll make it to 2020. I don't know. I, d I really don't. So have fun, you know. And take it like a man. That's what I would say. Take it like a man. And just be prepared to die anytime because that is the that is the time. I'm not saying I wish he dies. That's a different thing. I'm just saying the circumstances prepare for that. Because you know, Tupac was involved with stuff like this. Not even as deep, but stuff like this. 
um, Biggie was involved with stuff like this. There were mashups at the Source Awards. You know, it's not going to be an easy ride, Takashi 69. Even if you do make it out in like five years or whatever, you're going to have to shave your head and just, you know, go somewhere else, you know, maybe even a different continent because I, I don't see it past a couple of years. I don't. I really don't. I'm sorry. I hope, I hope I'm wrong, but... This is, New York. Prison, this is New York, okay? This is the origins of hip-hop. Like, you don't want this smoke. Basically, you, don't, you didn't want this smoke. You didn't. And I know it's like you're crying because you didn't want this smoke. All right, just to clarify, can I just clarify? I wasn't laughing at what Nick was saying. It's just every time you said ASAP, I was I'll need of... to get the fuck <laughs> ASAP. I know, I know. I every time you said ASAP, that just came out of this good. shit. No, you're not doing it properly. <laughs> do, it pro do it properly, Nick. I know you have it in me. you. No, you can. I'm ready to get the fuck <laughs> ASAP after this shit. No, more Vim. <laughs> the fuck ASAP, ASAP after this shit. <laughs> I'm ready to get the fuck ASAP after this shit. <laughs> Woo! Uh, let me clarify, not laughing at Black Mother, um, Black Mother, Black China and her mother's situation. I'm laughing at that scene because fucking hell, that was a mess. That was a mess, wasn't it? I'm ready to get the fuck ASAP after this shit. <laughs> That's the bit that kills me. That after this shit, I'm just like, sis, after Where is the grammar? Where is the grammar? I'm ready to get the fuck. Where is ASAP the syntax? <laughs> no, oh my god. Timmy did a tweet yesterday saying if the train is more than three minutes, <laughs> you're like, I'm ready to get the fuck ASAP after this shit. Because you're late for work. Basically, three minutes, you are late for work. Your manager will look at you and you just need to go to your desk and take that. My out. favorite is when I get to work. When I arrive so at I work. Log in. When I log in. When I'm I ready to get the ASAP <laughs> after this shit. I get into work, yeah. I log in. I go out for breakfast. I'm ready to get the fuck. ASAP after you this shit. You go out shit. for breakfast after you log in? Yeah, I log in. Quickly just check the emails. I'm not getting to that. I'm ready to get the fuck. ASAP <laughs> after this shit. Because listen, every day I'm seeing bold. Yeah, bold down my Google mail. And it's just like, the yeah, unread, no. it's just it's a bit stress. peak out here. It's so stress. I need to get them hash browns. <laughs> we need to get some coffee. We need to, no, orange juice, orange juice, guys, orange juice. We need to get some orange juice and come back down and just get the fuck ASAP <laughs> to those emails anyway. So yeah, clarification, I wasn't laughing at that. No, it's just no, Nick no, shouldn't no. say ASAP. <laughs> should we do the last topic? Should we, should we, should we enter those grounds? I have nothing to say on it, so yeah. feel free. Well, making the Sally inside to Rock Nation, guys. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's clap. That. I don't know how to feel <laughs> about that. Wait, is she like signed to the label or is she managed so, by the So, um, the editor-in-chief for DJ Booth, um, he said that basically she signed management. Oh, that's so good. I can do that. That's fine. We can do that. What's the difference? So, the label side of things is just not known to really... <laughs> Okay. Let's look at Vic Mensa's career. Let's look at Jussie Sky's career. Let's look at Bridget Kelly's career. Oof. Let's look at... <laughs> who <laughs> who else? felt Let's that one. Who, who Bridget <laughs> Kelly. <laughs> that, Bridget Kelly sh should, could easily have been... Rita Ora. Uh, Rita Ora's doing well, though. I know, I know. She did well in Europe. Domestically in, in Europe, she's done well. But America just fell no, to crack no, no, the market. No, no, no. She didn't... She, didn't crack it because she shit. That's that's it. It's not because of. Bo Bo Rock Nation. Me could have done a little thing. No, you she's know. just shit. <laughs> she's 
this but shit. many shit acts exist on it's the true. top of the billboard. Come but we on. have no, but we already have many Come of them on. in America. Was Rita Ora like, different? We have many of them already. True, true. true. Rita Ora is somehow still doing very well. In she the is. UK. And like, do you know what? I respect the hustle. I have to respect. And she the has. Um, she's a businesswoman. She has bags in other areas. Yeah. Like she, Adidas. Adidas bags. You know, she 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 out. I love her business ventures. No, but I think she's doing. She's presenting something else now. Do you know what? I do respect her business bag. She did an interview years ago at Breakfast Club. She's a businesswoman. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. And I love her money grabbing ventures. You know the fact that she's a hustler. I love that. But music, it's quiet. It's it's generic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, <laughs> anyway. I'm ha- I'm happy with that. I'm I, if it's management, I'm happy with that. I feel like they ma- they're good at managing. Because Meek Mill's got management, I believe. And Jaden and Willow are managed yeah. by them. Yeah. Um, a bunch of other people are managed by them. I think yeah, Mariah Carey, Shakira. Mariah Carey, yeah. No, okay, okay. And they Shakira, did, yeah, long. And Mariah's last album campaign was phenomenal. So okay, yeah. If it was a label side, oh no. Like, mm-hmm. And there's murmurs of Tanache possibly being designed to the no. She she declared well. um she um. What's the word I'm looking for? Refuted those rumors. So she's not. Yes, she's not. She's not. She said she wants to release an, a, a project independently first before going back to a label. Yeah, well, I'm tonight because I know there's been there's been deals. There's definitely been deals on the table. There's been discussions, her, definitely, um, by the likes of I think Warner Hitco, which is Ella Reed's label, and um, maybe Rock Nation put something on the table and she didn't take it. But yeah, she 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 definitely could still sign somewhere. She is mm. in the position to still sign somewhere, in my opinion. But yeah, if Megan signed to management, That's I'm good. happy with that, and she's still with 300. Because I was like. Why is she signing to rock when 300 literally did a decent shot at making her a star this summer? Like, they really helped out with, like, you know, Fever was one of the most successful mixtapes by a female rapper. Um, she was on The Late Show, like, twice. Um, she, she's done she's done quite a bit. Festivals everywhere. Every single festival she was at, pretty much. Came to the UK. That was brilliant. Did multiple shows here. She's really worked hard in like three, four months, like to boost her profile. She's she's it now. Being in a room with Jay Z after like three months and stuff is is mental. Mm. So yeah, she's done. And Fenty, you know, being at the Fenty Savage and then at the um, well, invited to the Diamond Ball, she didn't go because she was performing elsewhere. Um, yeah, she's sick. So well done if she's signed to Rock Nation. Well, she is, and um, I hope they take her career to the next level with this album that she's recorded now, um, which she's collaborating with a lot of people on. She said so. Yeah, congrats to the stallion. Well deserved, well deserved. Hustler of the summer, in my opinion, definitely hustler of the summer. But um, that's it, guys. We breezed through these because it was a, it was a, not a quiet week, but yeah. So we're not discussing Camilla then. Too. Yeah, I was just about to say. I thought we we're doing the last topic. Are we going to discuss? Oh, okay. Yeah, Megan wasn't on the agenda, right? <laughs> yeah, I just I forced that because I really wanted to evade the inevitable. <laughs> but um, okay, let me pull up the article because it was here before I deleted it. It's fake cast um, couple. It was actually very uncomfortable. Right, right. so yeah, sad sight. A sight for oh, sight for this sore. Olivia Pope production. I might have removed this from the podcast. I'm like, <laughs> so, um, why am I talking about these people? Like, who are they? <laughs> anyway, um, do you know what? There's a video, okay, guys. Like, if you haven't seen, if you haven't seen it, don't. That's what I would say. <laughs> don't parental advisory warning. You know, but um. Even the article from Vulture starts: some things don't belong on Instagram. <laughs> TikToks for one and cringy makeouts for two. So basically, Camila Cabello and Sean Mendes are fake dating, allegedly. I'm gonna say allegedly to cover our backs. Um, they've doubled down on the haters. 
they're calling them the haters who are hating on this fake relationship. So if you don't remember, a few weeks ago, there was articles that came out before the VMAs even aired, specifying that the two were cozying up at the VMAs. So PR doing PR wrong or publications doing publications wrong. No, PR doing PR. Actually, well, both, both, actually. Both. Both, both. accountable because you published <laughs> it. Whoever published it, it was a platform, published it first and, yeah, quickly deleted it. But now, as of this week, Senorita said they've both got a song, Senorita, Shawn Mendes and Karina Cabello. Number one song. Yes, they're doing quite well with that, unfortunately. But um, instead of just normal kissing on this video to troll us, They've now performed the nastiest kiss, as Vulture says, known to man. I said performed. Performed. It was <laughs> it's a perform they're acting. They could it, be on High School Musical. It was a performance. Version. They could. Which is coming back, by the way. Like yeah, they should story. be a part of that. Because they're, 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 they're very decent actors. We'll talk after the show. But, um, are they old? So, no. Vulture notes that this kiss <laughs> is even worse than the washing machine syndrome kiss from Angus Thongs and Perfect Slogging, which is a classic UK film for the girls, okay? So, um, I, I just... So, the oh gosh, okay. So, the quote that accompanied this video was, we saw, like, on Twitter and stuff, you guys saying stuff about the way we were kissing and how it looks weird, like we kiss like a fish. We just want to show you how we really kiss. So, tongue-filled, saliva-heavy kisses out of place head turns, kisses on more places than just the lips. Hot breath. Hot breath, clearly exhibited through the video. Um, the pair did their reenactment of making out, eating each other's faces off. I don't know. A lot of accounts responded to this. Um, Sean Mendes and Camilla Cabello have officially lost their minds. Laurie's Lawrence commented, looking at me, commented everyone in the world at the Sean Mendes and Camilla kiss and reenacted it. I'm just disgusted, guys. That uh, just there's nothing more to comment on this, in my opinion. I'm just disgusted. <laughs> Can I just say I don't want to see like, them again. The whole celebrity couples thing is just complete bullshit. Like, I, like 90% of them are just complete bullshit, and this one is just. It's like they can't even act well. Like they have one job and they can't do it. There's I just don't. No under <laughs> I just don't understand. No chemistry. Zero. Um, this relationship is the work of Olivia Pope. <laughs> no, 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 because Olivia Pope would have got it right, okay? This is some bullshit, okay? But the point some I'm making is, Olivia the Pope. point I make, yes. Yeah. Okay, Empire. Okay, Cookie Lion. <laughs> so the point... That, that on that. There you go. That on <laughs> so, that. There we go. Okay, it's the it's the VH1 version of um, Olivia Pope. So, VH1. So as I... <laughs> Welcome back, Shopee. <laughs> you were missed. <laughs> <laughs> so, as I was saying, it's like Eden and Nick have said, and I'm going to reiterate. It's just, it's just so obvious that it's fake. And I remember, I saw a big billboard of them when I was in California, and I was just like, Ugh, "Go away!" <laughs> and every Uber I was in, they'll play that damn song. I don't think I've heard it. I haven't heard it. You have. You've definitely heard it. You, you may not know it's them, but you've heard the song. Trust me. 
I, I've even heard it bad walking around here somewhere. But um, <sighs> it's just so fake. And the thing is, you're both doing well individually. So I don't understand. They are. What, they actually like, are. Why can you just collaborate and that'd be the end of it? Didn't um, Camilo Cabello have that whole thing like, that came out recently about like the Normani and like, all those tweets from the past? That was, the, that was ages ago. It, keeps, it comes out periodically, basically. So it came out. There was one time last year it came out. It's, people were talking about it recently. You were right. Um, and then they, reu- they reunited on I think last year's VMAs like uh, the money they took a picture like together behind the scenes like you know where the trucks and stuff are they like took a picture and like ran up to each other or whatever there was like uh, uh, but we, it, we, we all know that yeah. really that, those stories all. came out while they were still yeah. in the group and aren't there still like I've, I've heard rumours that Sean Mendes like some people think that he's gay and a few people have an issue he's addressed that. it in it interview i think with the one publication earlier this year i think he addressed it so he's not <laughs> yeah he said that and then he was like he's he, he's offended or whatever by like claims or some shit he's like, offended oh wow like they like it, it took a toll on him basically like you know mental health all that kind of stuff so yeah because i was just thinking that would make sense in terms of marrying their brands if you've got the problematic um camilla cabello, camilla cabello and sean mendes um but yeah it also kind of reminds me, have you, I don't know, I know you guys don't pay attention to football, yeah, nope. but Cheryl Cole and Ashley Yes, Cole, I've heard this. Have you heard the rumor? I've heard that rumor. What, that they're fake? They were fake. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. So there's kind of like this rumor that they only got together because Cheryl Cole's a racist and Ashley Cole is Oh yeah, I saw gay. this on Twitter. Yeah, I saw this on Twitter. I so, saw this on Twitter. Yeah. And my brother's a big football fan and he was saying, yeah, he's like, it's been rumored for years that Ashley Cole is gay. It's been rumored for, for years. That who? Ashley Cole was gay. It's oh. been rumored for years. What? So yeah, fake relationships in the music industry, nothing new. Um, it's been going on for years, mm-hmm. literally years, marrying mm-hmm. brands. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I just don't get how... Industry relationships are kind of like it's African marriages. It's like, we're just, we're just uniting um, families. businesses and yeah. families Business and trying to make an empire. Well, doing a medieval time. Mm-hmm. Even Drake and Jennifer Lopez, just to sample her song, that was a bit, yeah, weird. Yeah, was that actually, were they actually dating? I don't think they were. I don't think they or were. Or was that just a story? They broke up. <laughs> they broke up afterwards and then he released Teenage Fever which samples samples her song, her song. so <laughs> I was just like Jennifer Lopez is really Jenny from the Black apparently she's really good in that new movie though which she is. I, I yeah I've is. heard have you watched she's it sick. I watched it last night she's sick oh, she's I've heard that not only is it good yeah. I, I was like no but I've heard it's actually good but secondly I've heard J-Lo apparently J-Lo's excellent the one the two things I would say is that every other scene is seen to music like isn't there walking in somewhere as music that was my first observation but it's epic it fits the it fits the kind of theme and then I'd just say that J-Lo has played this role before let me just say that well, in, like in, in her acting career she's played, <laughs> no as in like J-Lo is made in Manhattan type casted actress as in like she plays similar roles you know yeah. aggressive head honcho or something like that like oh, really? woman, that is true she's, she's, she's like, played a lot of those like, roles like you'll see you'll see J-Lo from past eras in this role but she was excellent she was because oh, I, I, I do Palmer is great too in it she's I do love great. her in movies I'm not gonna lie Jayla's like, a good actress I like Made in actress. Manhattan she's a good actress like that. yeah that's a good film. that's a good movie she's a really good actress she is she's a good actress yeah. solid really solid she's actress. a solid actress and yeah. she acts on songs as well anyway that's the end of the podcast I mean, for today guys mm. um, we hope Shanti. you enjoyed the episode Christina Leon Brandy um, Shope is back Asha. Asha. oh well Wait, Emery what talking about yeah we're just naming names of JLo's performances. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. is she stolen from? Yeah. Mariah Carey? Oh, mm, mm, that have was you said Shanti already? Yep. Okay, cool. Yeah, we said it. How can we not? Pretty Little Thing this week. <laughs> How can we not? Shanti on Pretty Little Thing this week. Oh, Sweeties launch. <laughs> oh, speaking, <laughs> speaking of Sweetie, 
Um, I love black. I love black. I love black Americans. Every time I went to a bar, that song came on. Black women. That's my type. That's my type. All I'm saying is, I'm going to end this by saying, Oakland has my heart. I won't say any more than that. Oakland, you have my heart. Telegraph Avenue. Yeah, love it. Love it. Great experiences there. All right, we're going to end the podcast. So, do you want to fund us to get Shopee another trip out there? (laughs) We'll leave the link in the bio to our PayPal. (laughs) Um, You know, Patreon. You know, everyone. Just contribute to Shopee's new trip. All right, guys, that's the episode for today. Enjoy the rest of your weeks and peace.